You're listening to Saturday Morning Rewind with Tim Nidell. Let's go back in time when turtles roam the sewers of New York. A masked duck protected the streets of St. Canard. I am the and knowing was half the battle. Go, go! It's time for Saturday Morning Rewind. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to Saturday Morning Rewind. Now, if you were a kid of the 80s, just like I am, I'm sure you grew up watching He-Man and She-Ra, just like I did. And if you did, this episode is definitely for you. Melanie Britt. The one and only voice of She-Ra is joining me today. I am Adora, He-Man's twin sister and defender of the Crystal Castle. This is Spirit, my beloved steed. Fabulous secrets were revealed to me the day I held aloft my sword and said, For the honor of Grayskull! And she's got so many great stories about working on He-Man and She-Ra, working with Lou Scheimer, the creator of Filmation, um, working with John Irwin, and working with Alan Oppenheimer. It really is a fun, fun interview. It was really fun to do, too. I mean, come on, it's She-Ra. If I can go back in time, tell my five-year-old self that I was going to talk to She-Ra one day, I'd freak out, seriously. And I think my favorite part of the interview was at the end, when we kind of make fun of the characters' names in She-Ra. I mean, it's kind of hard not to. It's Castaspella. But before I go into it, please remember to follow the show on Facebook and Twitter. Just type in Saturday Morning Rewind on Facebook. And Twitter is at Saturday Rewind. Also, please remember to give me a positive iTunes rating. Those things really, really, really help out, so I'd really appreciate it if some of you guys can do that for me. That'd be awesome. All those links can be found on my website, hitrockbottom.org slash saturdaymorningrewind.html. But all right, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Here is my interview with She-Ra, Princess of Power. So how how was that lovely California winter morning treating you? Well, right now uh-huh. it's really gloomy. Oh no! It's really gloomy, <laughs> and it, it's not making me very happy, frankly. <laughs> I I think I if, if I, I I was just in New York, it was really 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 cold, and I realized I can't live here. I could I mean I love New York, <laughs> but I could never live there. It's way too hard, and I would probably be one of those people that had that seasonal. Depression. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. I, I understand how you're talking about because I live in Montana and I, it was negative 22 oh, really? a couple of days ago. Oh, but Montana, oh my gosh. That's one place that probably I would love to see because it's so, yeah. I mean, I went, in my mind, it's so open. It is. Yep, you're right. And yeah, there's not buildings everywhere. So the snow doesn't bother me. It's just the cold just gets yeah. to me. Yeah. And when it's cold and, and, and wet or stuff like that, that that's very hard. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you're warm this morning. Yep, I'm inside. You know, the heat's going, so I'm pretty good. 
Oh, good. Okay. So tell me, how did you get started in voice acting for cartoons? Well, I think I have a, a theory that, and my my uh, uh, daughters laugh at this because we it, when I said this one time. Uh, we were being very, very serious, and, and uh, I said, you know, I think some things are meant to be, and then the rest is uh, free choice. And my little baby granddaughter looked up and said, free choice? <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's our big joke, a free, the rest is free choice. So <laughs> I think I had, when I was a little girl, my dad had one of those old tape recorders. And while he was busy, he would let me play on the tape recorder. And I used to hear, the one particular commercial that I used to hear was for Suave, which was, you know, a hair product. Uh And I used to practice doing that thing so many times. I had more fun. (laughs) I really did. So I kind of, I don't know, maybe, I mean, seriously, maybe some things were meant to be. Plus the fact that when I was doing theater, uh, some theater in Texas, um, I was doing a show, and all of us decided to go to this psychic. So we all went, and she told one fellow that he was going to work with some very, very famous people, which he eventually did. And then she told me, she said, you are going to be remembered for your voice. And I thought, well, that's weird, because all I could think of at that point in my head was, I sing, but I mean, I'm not a great (laughs) singer. I mean, I did musical comedy, but I thought, well, that's very weird. Yeah, because you would never never think that she means voice as in voice acting. No, and I don't even know if at that time that was, you know, a possibility. Mm -hmm. But anyhow, so uh, that's how, I mean, way, way, way back it started that way. Then uh, I did a lot of theater, and in Texas... Uh, we had a radio station. Uh, it was a jazz station. I can't remember what it was. But because I think of practicing all those swap commercials, <laughs> they, they decided to have me for the voice of their radio station. And they called me the girl with the velvet voice. So I certainly made, made, uh, uh, a lot of, uh, uh points on that one. <laughs> and really, you know, really, really played it up. <laughs> Which you could back then, uh-huh. because Everything was a little dramatized. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so it, that started there. Then when I came to, uh, eventually came to uh, Los Angeles to work, I was still working in, in film and in television and and doing, uh, what not doing a lot, or, or maybe it was, whatever it was, I started doing commercials. And at that time, my commercial agents uh, had a voiceover department and asked me if I'd like to, uh, uh, you know, do some voiceover stuff. And I said, sure. So that went really well and very, very, very easy. And then the animation started, uh, the animation stuff started. And uh, that's basically how it started. It was, it was fun because with the animation at that time, you had to do a lot of characters. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, uh, so somehow these little little voices were in my head, and uh, yeah, and I did them, and it was just it was really great fun. And how did you get involved in filmation? Mm. Well, that was from uh, an audition too. The the uh, 
the first thing I did for Filmation was the She-Raw stuff. Okay. And uh, I believe it was. Yeah, I think it was. But anyway, what happened there was uh, usually when you go in to audition for a, for a thing uh, back then, I mean, now we send them in from our home. Yeah. Uh, send them Petrie through. But back then you had to go into the uh, agency and you had a little booth uh, and uh, you were direct, uh, you know, they got the copy there and then you just auditioned and they sent it out and you generally in the animation stuff, you either got it or you didn't. But this one had a callback and I went, that's weird. <laughs> and so uh, I had a callback and did it again, I believe. Then I was called in to the office at Filmation to meet with uh, uh, Lou. And then I realized, oh, this is different. So I spoke with Lou, and he, he's, he was a wonderful, wonderful man, very warm and loving, and he really cared about his product, which mm-hmm. I, I thought that was great. So he, we talked about the character, and uh, uh, basically I kind of fell in love with her, and I think he just felt that I was the right one for this character. And so that's how I got the She-Ra thing and how I started working at Filmation. And back then, I think it was, it was a much smaller voiceover community, a much yeah, more family-oriented voiceover community. So when, uh, and then when you, it wasn't nepotism, but it was, it was basically when you found people you could work with, you really wanted to hire them again. And uh, so, uh, but I still had to audition every time for it, <laughs> and uh, which I think is fair. Yeah, it and, is. Because uh, uh, I did, did one or two other series for Filmation. I did Flash Gordon. Oh, yes, that's right. Yeah, and that one was... Uh, that one was fun, and uh, I don't. Did I do another one? I, I think. Did you do uh, Batman and Robin? Or yeah. I... Oh yeah, I did. Actually, that's maybe that was the first one. Okay, I think it was too. Oh okay. Yeah, I played Batgirl and uh, uh, something else. I think. Um, Catwoman. Oh, definitely. Okay. Yeah, definitely. yeah that's what I thought. Yeah. Speaking of Catwoman, the Catwoman was similar to Catra in in Shira. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Yeah, Catra, that was a was she a fun character to play because I mean, who, oh God, who yeah. doesn't want to sound like a cat every in every word, you know? Well, it was really really fun because she was set, as you know, as far as uh, uh being a, a perfect antagonist for Shira, she <laughs> certainly was. Uh, and and I was able to to incorporate all the jealous biatches that I ever <laughs> encountered in my life. <laughs> and uh so she was, she was great fun. But my favorite, I, I loved Adora and She-Ra. Those were the ones I loved the well, most. Yeah, although, yeah, although Catra uh, was fun because she was just so, so ineffective. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she tried to be, but she really wasn't. And you know, I'm going to ask. Can I hear She-Ra's favorite, uh, famous line? Which one? The um, um, honor of Grayskull. Uh, what were you asking about that? Can I hear that in in her no. voice? No. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I that one is so. Uh, it's a very strange thing. Uh, I did a. Uh, I guess I went to a convention a couple of years ago, and I had literally not said that line uh-huh. since the '80s. And they asked me to do it, and I it 
petrified me to say it <laughs> because it takes such incredible. I mean, it's a very emotional line for me, which is stupid. But it is. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Well, I don't want to. I don't want to ruin it. I don't want to say it wrong. Yeah. See, I, I actually read you know a few nights ago that you you haven't said it in years. So I was just trying to see if yeah. you if you did say it. But so I understand no. completely what you you know you, what you I mean. I mean, I hope you don't mind. No, I just, no. I don't want to ruin it. I want to. Say, I want it to be right, and uh, I'd have to practice it for hours, <laughs> probably. I, I guess, or if no, it just wouldn't sound right over the phone anyway. <laughs> I'm sorry. Can you do any voice of Shira? <laughs> uh, well, actually, I was listening to some sound clips the other day, <laughs> and actually, I sent it one to my daughter in New York because uh, I thought it was really funny. And uh, it was, let's see, what was it? It was, uh, doesn't anybody around here know how to treat a lady? (laughs) (laughs) And then there was some really funny, and then, uh, oh, yeah, another one which I thought was really funny was, oh, no, you don't. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Very funny thing. (laughs) <laughs> when I heard "Oh no, you don't," it reminded me. Oh no, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> so she was she was the one that started that little catchphrase yeah, there. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. <laughs> oh well. Now, when you switched voices from Princess Adora to Shira, what would you do to each character um, to give it life and to, to give it that unique sound? What kind of qualities would you well, give each one? I think I've mentioned to you. I, I was an, I've been an actress since I was twelve years old. I had a TV show in, in Texas when I was 12 and then went on to a, at that time, a teen time party thing and then, and then did theater. So, uh, I guess it's, it's so ingrained to me to get into a character that an Adora was, was kind of like a Juliet character to me. She was mm-hmm. young and innocent and, and, uh, unspoiled and all of that. So it was very easy to get into her. And uh, she was the ingenue. And when I was young, a young girl, I always played the ingenues uh, in the theater that I was at. And then, because I was much older, interestingly enough, I'd always heard that the best actresses are older who play Juliet because they understand more. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it wasn't it wasn't that difficult. My voice can have different levels. So all I would have to do is get into the Adora character, which like Shira, was very close to my heart. And it wasn't that difficult to do her. It just just changed the voice uh, a little bit. Now, you mentioned earlier uh, Lou, Lou Scheimer, who uh, mm-hmm. is the creator of Filmation. He recently right. just passed away. Was it just last year, I believe it was? Right. Um, you know, I, I just read his book not too long ago, and my favorite line in that book, let me see if I can find it real quick. He said, I am not a great actor, but I'm an inexpensive actor. <laughs> Does that pretty much sum up what Lou is? <laughs> oh, this doesn't even halfway explain what Lou is. But again, he had that wonderful, humble spirit and that charm, you know, with that, along with the, with the uh, integrity that he had. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I, I laughed out loud when I saw that. I, mean, I, thought, I thought he was great in all the characters he did for She-Ra and He-Man and everything. Yeah, yeah, he, he was good. He was certainly good. Uh, I, I, and I think that, uh, uh, I, in fact, I don't even know that I knew he did it. Yeah. 
you know. Because didn't he, I, didn't I he record assume. after you guys were out of the studio? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. what I thought. I mean, I, I just assumed that it was some other actor, I guess. Well, he said yeah. in his book that when he started doing it, he went under a, a, a separate name because he didn't want to take Maybe away from the why. voice actors, you know, because he wasn't considering himself a voice actor. So, yeah, that's probably why he didn't know. Yeah, probably so, yeah. What was it and like then, working with Lou on it? I mean, was he there all the time? Uh, I think, I would say 99% of the time he was, he was the director mm-hmm. uh, in, in the booth, uh, if, if I can remember correctly, but he was wonderful. Oh my God, he was—he was just the best. He was just, as I say, it was like a family. Mm-hmm. And he was I mean, his daughter was there too, Erica. Yeah, Erica was there too, and uh, he was uh, wonderfully warm and and. Uh, but you see, he was also a producer, and a producer's job, one of the jobs, is to hire the right people for the job, which he did. <laughs> so his. You know, his biggest problem was in casting the thing, and uh, he cast well. Yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, Alan Oppenheimer, is that how you pronounce it? Yes, Alan Oppenheimer. He is his (laughs) That's what I hear. Oh, my God. What kind of stories can you tell me about Alan? Uh, Well, (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I tell you, the the only stories I can tell you is that George DeSinger, who, who was a wonderful guy, too, they all have... I guess it's voice actors. Yes. They have, or everyone I've ever worked with had a tremendous sense of humor. Just great sense of humor. Witty and dry and droll and, and, uh, I mean, we would do, and, 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 and also John Irwin. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Irwin was, I mean, he, sometimes he didn't say much, but when he did say something, <laughs> it, it was quite a ringer. And, uh, those guys, I had to watch myself. I had to put a little shield around myself because they would joke a lot. And I had to be serious, you know. <laughs> but, I mean, they could do that. I, I can't do that as well as men do. I have to get really into my character. Uh-huh. And every now and then, if it's close to the end of a scene or if it's something that is so silly, I, I will get into something funny. But, but basically, I think one or two times we just all broke up laughing so hard. <laughs> But I can't remember the things, what it was, any any of what it was, but they were hysterical. Always made me laugh. And another guy that I worked with a long time ago, who was very, very funny, who would always make me laugh, uh, was Michael Bell. But, but oh, guys, I love Michael Bell. Yeah, guys can do it. I, 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 I don't have that kind of, of sense of humor while I'm working <laughs> at all. I just don't. I, but I love the atmosphere it brings to uh, a, a, a vocal booth. It's fantastic because it keeps, because it's animation, it has to have a lightness, even though it's, it's, it's serious. So their banter and their wonderful uh, sense of humor makes everything, to me, more creative and more complete. Because it's not a drama we're doing here, yeah. you know, not real serious. <laughs> Uh, you know, some people can even do it in that, but I certainly can't. So what was it like since since you did multiple voices? Did you record those all at one time, or did you when you did you go back and forth between the characters, or, or what? Yeah, we went back and forth between the characters. And uh, uh, I think only one, maybe one or two times, uh, some of them were, we get characters thrown at us. Not, not big parts, uh-huh. but... 
characters with four or five lines uh, thrown at us that day. Wow. So, yeah. And so uh, sometimes that was hard because I had to think of a, a character fast. Yeah. And then do it with it. But, I mean, we came in, we had a wonderful way of working. We came in in the morning and sat around a round table like uh, uh, uh like a three-camera show or, or a play, and we all read the thing and made little corrections, etc. And then we would go to lunch and come back and record. So it was just great. So we did have some time to figure out different characters if we if we did. And there were a couple that I thought, yeah, but they had to go on the air, so. Yeah. <laughs> Now, look no, at, but anyway, that we did it uh, while we were we were recording. We I would say one line in Shira, and then another line in some other character, and then blah 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 blah, kind of like that. Uh huh. Nice. It now, was hard. Oh, I bet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, especially when you have Catra and and who else did you do? Cast a spell? Did you cast a spell? Oh God, yeah, Ka- Catra, Ramista, Cast a spell. Uh. I can't remember it. Yeah, there's so many in there. <laughs> there are quite a few. Quite a few. Nice. Yeah. Now, look, can you believe it's been 29 years? <laughs> 20? Yeah. <laughs> I know. Do you know if they're planning anything special for the 30th? I have no idea. I really don't know. Um, it's it's just... it's. I have no idea. It's been sold so many times. Yeah, it has. That... And 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 who you know, there are people out there who do remember the series, but and they and their kids, uh, uh, you know, watch it and stuff like that. In fact, I was at the post office one day, and uh, I was standing in line, and you know, you're standing there a long time, so you mm-hmm. start talking to people, blah 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 blah. And she, this girl was saying something about the fact that she and her husband are just uh, just cartoon geeks. <laughs> and I went, oh really? And I said, and then she had these two little boys with her, and one little boy, he was running around in a, in a Batman costume. Oh. So I said, maybe, I said, I don't, I'll tell you, I don't know if you want to tell him or not, but I actually was, I played Batgirl, and she went, oh my God! <laughs> so, so she, 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 uh, called him over, and he, she, she told him, and he looked at me like, what? <laughs> and then he started running around crazy, so. And then she had another little boy who was around seven, and she said, oh, and she started talking. I said, uh, uh, I mentioned her. I said, yeah, and, and uh, I also uh, was uh, the voice of She-Ra, and she references the power. Well, she almost fell on the floor. Nice. And then she told her uh, her, her kids, because she told me that they have uh, a weekly ritual. They all, as a family, sit down and watch She-Ra. Nice. Wow. Which I thought was just great, and of course we talked about why and all of that. And she said she thinks the values she she felt the oh, values yeah. were I mean, important. The PSAs at the end of every every episode they're classic. Absolutely, absolutely. And so I I don't know if if that kind of thing will play anymore. Yeah. Uh, first of all, uh, not that people don't want them, it's that people don't like to be told anything anymore. Yeah, no, they don't. And uh, it might seem like an infringement upon their uh, own privacy. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. But, uh, I kind of have I, this, I have kind of the same thing I do with my girls. I have three girls myself. They're you know mm. nine 
um, six and almost two, and we we kind of do the same thing. Where Saturday, oh, Saturday mornings, I play old cartoons from the eighties and seventies and everything, and for the most part, they enjoy every single one of them. So we just continue doing oh, that. Good. And my my six year old loves Shira. She does. Yes, yeah, she oh, does. <laughs> and He Man. Now the older one yeah. thinks it's a little cheesy, but she's getting into of it. I think. Cheesy. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yeah, tell her it's supposed to. Tell her it's supposed to be. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Know. But yeah, I, I yeah. loved, I loved He Man and as a kid. I think I was five when it first came out. Yeah, see, that was that was a good age for those kids. Uh, and actually, my my girlfriend uh, uh, had a son. I used to go to New York a lot, and her little boy, who was three, he. He liked He-Man. He didn't know the difference between He-Man and She-Ra. Uh-huh. All he knew was they had a sword. Uh-huh. That's all he cared about. <laughs> but but I came in one day because uh, she had told him she was coming to the house. <laughs> so uh, I came in the house, and he looked at me, and he looked, and he looked, and he looked, and then he ran over to his mom, and he whispered to her, she told me later, that's not She-Ra, Mom. <laughs> She-Ra's hair is yellower. <laughs> I thought that was really funny. But I've had such great, great memories of uh, doing that show, and I feel so blessed to have been able to do it, frankly. Yeah, looking back, what is that one greatest memory you would have of, of the show? Uh, well, I think it depends on your frame of one's frame of reference. And... Uh, I think taking into context what it was, which was a cartoon, I think the fact that somehow it was able to, to first of all, give some kids a feeling of safety or security, because I hear uh, stories about latchkey kids who would come home, and yep. that was their comfort. Yep, that was me. I was a latchkey kid. Oh, my God, yeah. And then, as I there's there's another one that where we received a letter from a little girl who had actually been molested, and she wouldn't talk about it. But then we had one thing at the end which said, you know, if somebody touches you and it's yep. not right, blah blah blah. Like, tell your mom, and she told, and she they said wow. why, did you, and it's because she I told her to tell. Wow, yeah, that that story is actually is in Lou's book also. Oh, it is. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's okay. a great book. I don't know if you've, you've even seen no, it, but it came out like a year and a half ago. It. Yeah, it's called um, "Creating the Filmation Generation." He just goes through step by step, you oh, know, I what he went through, and that. yeah, it's, it's a Definitely. really good book. Okay, and then the other thing was uh, 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 the fact that oh, when I was at the convention a couple of years ago, a girl came up to me, and 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 she and she had a button on with a picture of a boy on it, a guy, and and they were signing autographs, and she said, I just want you to know that one, my brother, I said, oh, is that your brother in the the button? And she said, yes. When he was in hospice, he held the She-Ra doll because it gave him comfort. So, I mean, my God, it's a cartoon. I know. And you know in my heart that it actually just did something for some people. It makes me feel incredible. It really, really does. Yeah, see, I, here's my little sentimental story. My my father okay. passed away <laughs> passed away a couple of years ago, oh, and we were incredibly close. Uh, he was probably one of my best friends. Oh. 
And, uh, you know, I'm only 33, so he wasn't terribly too old at all. Right, And uh, right. when he passed away, you know, I started reflecting back on my childhood and, you know, watching these old cartoons. And I just, I just felt at peace, you know, watching all these cartoons again. You know, yeah. it brought me back to my childhood. And I, you know, I went back and watched She-Ra, He-Man, Thundercats, and all those cartoons. And right, exactly. Just because it, it, it reminded me of my dad, but it also made me feel safe and comforted, you know, that he was there. Yeah. And that's when yeah. I started the podcast. It was it was around the time he died, and, and it's been a uh, almost like therapy for me, I guess. <laughs> well, yeah, and I think I think we want to we want to to uh, to always hold on to and and uh, accelerate those wonderful feelings that we have in our heart. I think it's important. I really, really do. Yeah. They're healing. Yeah, they are. They're healing, and and yet it it they they're expansive. Healing and expansive too. So I'm I'm glad that that that's something that that's so personal to you too. Yeah, and then I try to you know show my girls and you know they respect and enjoy <laughs> the cartoons too. So it's nice. It's it's a yeah, bonding. It's a bonding thing. Yeah, and, and later on they'll remember that. Exactly. I mean, they hardly even watch modern day cartoons at all. They they just watch cartoons oh, really? from the 80s. Yeah. I mean, they watch SpongeBob. I think that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen I've seen some of the cartoons that are out now and they're so frenetic yeah i mean i thought uh, you know the the quote violence in she-ra and he-man oh, no. frenetic but my gosh today it's 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 really really uh it's a little much for me yeah it's it's like you don't have to have any kind of storyline you don't really have to be good at animating uh-huh. you just throw a cartoon together and it's out you know no no it really it's 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 just it's, it's a different world <laughs> yep, it is. <laughs> yeah. So, what are you doing these days? What do you, how do you keep busy? Well, it's interesting. I think my life goes in cycles, and uh, uh, this cycle that started, I think, last year is so much about family. I have a niece who's getting married, and uh, and uh, we're going to to France for her wedding, and then my daughters. Uh, uh, in New York, one daughter is in New York and one is in Spain. The one who's in Spain uh, with my grandchildren are coming. They're coming for the summer, and I still ride uh, horses every now and then. I have a horse that uh, I don't ride as much as I used to because my back's not it's oh, yeah. messed up. <laughs> but I go out every uh, every week and, and give him uh, carrots and apples and graze him and do stuff like that. And sometimes I'll get on, sometimes not. <laughs> But actually, after I get off the phone, I'm, if it clears up a bit, I'll go out there. Um, and so I do some work, but not quite as much. I don't know, what do you mean, not quite as much? Not hardly as much as I used to. Mm-hmm. And uh, I still love it. I really, really, really love it. But uh, there's, for me, I guess it's because the business is so much larger. Oh, and yeah. there's a big, huge turnover constantly. Yeah. So that's, you know, that's the way uh, these businesses go. Um, so that's, that's uh, I still do a little bit of that, a little bit of the voiceover. I don't do on-camera anymore. I don't even have an on-camera agent. Um, I found, I guess it was about 15 years ago, the business started changing drastically. And I didn't like it. I mean... It would be nice if they requested me or something like that, but mm-hmm. it's 
so it's so harsh now. Yeah. It really, really is. Whereas again, it used to be a creative community. Yep. Everybody then, knew each other and yeah, like a family. Well, if you didn't know each other, you had a chance to meet them. Yeah. Now it's like all you, you record by yourself. Well, yeah, and 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 so much of it is done. My agent back in, I guess it was there, yeah, it was in the 70s, um, he was saying, you're going to see a change in this business. He says, we're not able to agent anymore. Wow. And uh, it was kind of true. I mean, yes, stars and celebrities have agents, but most of all, they have lawyers. Yeah. <laughs> so how... A person, and and of course, uh, you know, a woman of my age, it's it's uh, it's very uh, uh, the parts are few and far between, unless you're uh, Meryl Streep or, <laughs> or uh, no, I mean, really, that's that's the uh, that's the truth of it. So um, no, I, I I don't. I mean, I'd like to, but I don't know. It's just it's not something I I have done at all. Maybe if I get Betty White's age, I'll do it. There you go. Yeah, she made yeah, a good, she made a good comeback, didn't she? Oh, she's well, she's an incredible lady. She yeah. really, really is, and she's she's always been a wonderful personality. Yep. And uh, I just I'm, I marvel at her physical strength. I know it's crazy. Because <laughs> working in, on a set is not easy, <laughs> not easy at all. <laughs> no. Well, all right. Well, this has been terrific. I've been such a huge fan of She-Ra since oh, I was five years old, so this has just been great. I'm so happy. It was so, really good to talk with you. Well, same here. So you enjoy your Sunday. Have fun on your horse. Please tell me you, had, you once had a horse named Swift Wind. No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I've had horses named Monet. I've had horses named uh, On My Honor. I've had horses named uh, Tuxedo. <laughs> but... <laughs> But never Swift Wind. Terrible name. <laughs> I know it is. <laughs> I don't know who was being funny or what. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some of those names on that show, uh, like Castispella, I just had to laugh out loud when I heard Castispella. I, I, oh, I know, I know. <laughs> I know. Okay. Well, all right, you have a great day. You too. Thanks so okay. much. Bye. Bye. And that's going to do it for this episode. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Please don't forget to rate me on iTunes or follow me on Twitter and Facebook. Go to my website. It's at hitrockbottom.org. Or just type in Saturday Morning Rewind on Facebook. You'll find me that way. Thanks again. See you next time. Shira and I want to talk to you about something that's very personal. Your body. Remember, it's your body and no one should touch you in a way that you feel is wrong. Get anybody who tries it. It's not that easy, Orko. It's hard for a young person to admit that he or she has been touched in a bad way. If you've been touched that way, don't be ashamed. Tell someone you trust, like your parents, your doctor, your teacher, or counselor, or your minister or rabbi. Right, Orko? Right on! Thanks for listening to the Saturday Morning Rewind. And that's all, folks.